We're back inside the Atlantic Union Bank Center, getting ready for James Madison's first ever game in the Sun Belt Conference as the Dukes host Coastal Carolina. I'm Corey Spector, now joined by James Madison head coach Sean O'Regan. Well, Coach, when we last spoke in Philadelphia after those two wins over Eastern Michigan and St. Joe's, you said your wife would put you to work and you'd be doing a lot of chores. So what chores did you do in the house? Uh, well, it's funny enough you say it. Um, I think I was open for chores, but she does just about everything. So um, I couldn't tell you five things. I put up the Christmas lights. I think that might have been it. Uh, did some dishes, did a little laundry, but nothing major, man. She handles it all. Well, that's great to hear. <laughs> hey, overall, how was the holiday for you? It was very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. So we're getting ready for JMU in Coastal Carolina today, and I just wanted to start here, Coach, because we are getting ready for Sunbelt play, and you know, just your overall thoughts on the direction of this conference moving in your first year from the CAA to the Sunbelt, what you like overall about where this conference is going. Um, yeah, I, I think the leadership is where it starts. I think Keith Gill and his staff um, do like a really good job um, expressing that there's a vision there's action behind the vision, um, you know, little thing, but like setting up for the for the Max Sunbelt Challenge. I think that that's a um, you know an idea that could have fallen by the wayside. I think he took advantage of it, and and honestly, if you look at um, the Mac, there's a whole lot of opportunity for the Sunbelt statistically to gain from that um, in in women's basketball only. Uh, I don't know about I don't know about the rest of them, but. Um, no, I, I like where it's going. I think they've done everything right so far. Having a, having a media day, I was just talking to one of my colleagues last night, and they said a, a very similar conference. Um, I won't name, but um, hasn't had a media day in, in in five years. And it's like, you know, the the investment uh, and level of importance that he's putting on valuing women's basketball, um, and, and the the steps you're trying to take to move it forward. Right? There's a long way to go in the Sun Belt as far as getting to a two-bid league you know his comment was well let's get some teams in the top 100 net first and then we can start having a conversation about how to get um two bids in, in the NCAA tournament so uh, I, I love the leadership um you're asking me before we've had to travel so um <laughs> so it's all positive now uh, but for me uh it's 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 interesting new chapter um and being here for 15 years and playing in the CAA year after year, it's a little weird going into a, to a game, uh, a league game, without really knowing them. Um, obviously, Coach Harrow knows them. Um, you know, they've got a new coach and all that stuff, but still, it's not – you don't know the players. Like, like I could still tell you William & Mary's roster. I could still tell you Drexel, Delaware's roster. So uh, it's a little different for me, but um, – I've been, I've been really impressed with the with the leadership and the vision so far. Head coach Sean O'Regan joining us on the pregame show leading up to the game against Coastal Carolina. So your team finishes 10-2 and in non-conference play, eight days between games. For you, and talking about how the Sun Belt is probably a one-bid league to begin its this year, is it almost like non-conference play is in the rearview mirror and you don't even think about it, or do you draw off of it as you move forward now? I think like anything, right, you, you draw confidence from, from some of those performances and results, and you draw, you draw lessons from the same thing, you know, results that you didn't like. And so um, it's always how I've done it. You know, if you're 4-7 and seven going into this thing, which I've been, um, if you're 10-1 and one going into this thing, which I've been. So 
to me, it is a 0-0. You didn't need the reset as much as you needed it last year. Um, but but for me, no, it's it's brand new. It doesn't it doesn't give us any points when we tee the tee the ball up today. So, um, you know, for me, it's just that uh, we we should be confident about finding ways to win. Um, really pr proud about how we finished the non-conference, especially the St. Joe's win, which I think uh, is a really good win for us. Um, but it doesn't help you beat Coastal Carolina, and, and to me. Um, that's what I really tried to guard against the last three days. Is like it's, I think it's very natural to feel good about where you are. And I think when the more you feel good, the more you get comfortable. And, and um, that's not what I am. Uh, I was trying to make sure our staff and players don't get that way either. You know, you gotta. We got to ten and two by by really grinding and earning each victory with our preparation and our and our focus and execution. So. Um, I'm hoping we can continue to carry that um, and, and, and win one game, which is all, it's all that's on my mind. In a similar situation about a month ago after Thanksgiving, there were eight days in between games, and you came out a little flat on the road at VCU. So maybe it's an easy question or it's a difficult question, but how do you make sure you don't replicate that today? You've had three days of practice and a shoot-around today. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think there's no way to tell until, <laughs> until you get out there. Um, because I think you try to guard against it, that doesn't mean you do. Um, you know, for, for me, it's different. I think um, it's an extended break, right? Um, and I think you, you have a different level of focus with, you know, VCU was not a, was not a league game. Um, you know, I, don't, I, I know the significance of playing VCU. None of our players did. Um, and, and so I think, you know, for us, it, you, I think there's a, there's a reason to refocus, which is that, this is this is your road to a championship, you know. So you could have lost to VCU; it doesn't affect us in the standings. You could have you could have you know beat Maine; it doesn't affect us in the standings. You could have beat Carolina; it doesn't affect you in the standings. This every game right now, the next 18 affects you in the standings. And you know, for me, the way the Sun Belt tournament's set up, it's really important to be one of the top four teams. Um, and that that's the goal here um, is, is to make it to that top four. Um, so, so we can put ourselves in position to go to the NCAA tournament because I don't think we're going to have the luxury. There's no at-large bid or anything like that. So for me, um, we got we got to get to work and understand that each game and the value of each game and, and how important it is. And especially, you know, um, it's weird, right? We're, we're not undefeated at home, but we're undefeated on the road. Uh, most of the time, it's the opposite of that. And I think you got to go 9-0 and at home uh, in conference, and that's always the goal. Uh, and it, it starts with this one today. So this Coastal Carolina team, I think it's interesting, you know, when Coach Pedersen took over the job, he said, I'm, we're going to be the best conditioned team in the league. I'm sure you disagree with that. <laughs> His roster features only two six-foot players. Your team has 11. So does that change how you approach a game when your post players are bigger than their post players and even your wings are bigger than their wings? Or does that really kind of go out the window a little bit? No, um, you know, I'm not – I, I – uh, I'm of the the mindset. Uh, um, you can tweak a little bit, but you're you're not going to alter who you are based on the other team, right? And so, you know, we're not going to come out here and try to post our guards every five minutes um, just because we're bigger. So, uh, to me, it, it's we got to we got to get to where we can be us. Um, and you know, I think what they're going to try to do, and again, they, a lot of theories about what they're going to try to do because they've shown a lot of different things, but. Uh, I think with, with lack of size, you want to press, right? That would be press and, and probably zone um, would be the two things if I was really undersized, um, I would try to do. And so, um, 
you know, for, for me, you know, if we're if we're the best version of ourselves and we're defending, and you're getting stops and and clean rebounds, you can't press. Um, if you're disciplined and and don't put them on the free throw line, they can't press. And so for me, that's like just worried really about our cornerstones of of defending and rebounding. Um, can take them out of their game. Um, and yeah, I think it helps us play the style we want to play. If we get in a, a press up and down, they're making layups, now they're instantly pressing us again. I think that could that could prove to be a really tough matchup for us. Um, just because of our side, we, we don't have, we don't have a, uh, we have three point guards, but um, you know, I wouldn't say our, our, our wings, Peyton's not a great ball handler. Um, you know, Kiki can handle it and well, but like even Amir Williams, not a great ball handler. So, um, you know, we only have really play. Jimmy and Caroline start, so we, we start with two. But most of the time during the game, we, we have one good ball handler on the floor. So, um, you know, for, for me, I can see his style. I can see what he's building. I think he's done a really good job this year. And, um, you know, for me, that's that's great. But, you know, how we're, gonna, how we're going to exploit our size, hopefully, is by dominating the glass, which is what we try to do every game, right? So it's just trying to be the best version of us um, and how, how are some of those ways we can, we can flex our muscle? Yeah, you said this morning to your team, 15 offensive rebounds today. That's the goal. Let's talk about personnel for them and their best player is Asia Blunt. She's fourth in the conference in scoring, second in rebounding. She's really been a consistent player over her five years with Coastal Carolina. What makes her such an effective player? She's got a knack, man. She's, um, you know, if you, if you come and sit down and watch the game, you're going to, the first impression of her is, is not going to be that she's like some athletic specimen. Um, but she has a, a, a brilliant mind um, and really understands angles, uh, really understands how to post, uh, understand, like she's not, she's not jumping out of the gym to get a rebound, but she's doing her work in a different way um, on the ground. And so a um, ton of respect for her, um, you know, career, anybody's career high of 41, you got to respect who. I don't care when they score that. I don't care about who who, who they played. Um, and it was a conference tournament game where she scored it, if I'm not mistaken. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of respect for her. Um, you know, I think we have advantages, and we got to put her in some tough spots. But um, you can't let her get going. Um, and and she's the one. She she does. She makes me a little nervous because she's so physical and and really has a knack for drawing fouls. Um, now we have depth in the post for that, but. Um, I don't want to put them on a free throw line. Um, and so she, she's, she's proved that almost, almost every time out she gets her average regardless. Um, but we got to make it really tar- hard for her, and we got to be very, really physical with her. Um, and, and I hope we can do that. Coach, appreciate the time as always. Best of luck in your first ever game in the Sunbelt Conference. Thanks, Court. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to JMU Women's Basketball on the Morris Insurance and Financial JMU Radio Network.